0: Good day, my friend. You're at the right place at the right time, and you're about to hear the word of God that God has shared with us during our service time at Truth Gathers Dream Center Church. So I pray that we have your attention for the next few minutes as this word of God comes forth. I pray that it be a blessing to your life and to your journey. Luke 5 is our scripture text. While you're standing I'm reading verse 1 through 11 and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God he stood by the lake of Genesaret. He saw two ships standing by the lake but the fishermen were gone out of them. They were washing their nets and he entered into one of them ships which was Simon's and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land he sat down and taught the people out of the ship now we had left speaking he said unto Simon launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought a catch and Simon answering him said on him master we have toiled all night we have taken nothing nevertheless at thy word I will let down the net and when they had done this they enclose a great multitude of fishes that their net break and they beck- Partners which were in the other ship that they should come and help them. <laughs> oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. They came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, uh, and uh, for he was astonished at all that were with him at the draught of fishes which they had taken. And so, was also James, John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, uh, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ship to the land, they forsook all and followed him. I want to try to preach what I tried to finish last week. Uh, I want to try to preach, uh, Pray for a Nevertheless, part two. Tell your neighbor, say, pray for a nevertheless. You may be seated, pray for a nevertheless. I tried last week to get to this main point and we didn't make it we didn't make it there's been a prophetic statement that I've said and I caught it from Prophet Philip Bryan in the month of November when he began to talk about moving from a push to a press Um, he said a phrase and I caught it and I heard it in the spirit realm God is not finished God is not finished and I've caught on to that that many times we're just in process to the work that God is doing so I declare God is not finished as we explain and try to explain this chapter Luke 5 these first 11 verses we begin to understand that it was actually hunger and the atmosphere of hunger that actually stirred and created an atmosphere whereby Peter could receive another word from God. Another word. Say about another word. Another word. Another word. It was the atmosphere of hunger. Jesus was there teaching the people at the Lake of Genesaret because they had followed Him for many days because the fame of him of healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils healing healing Simon Peter's mother-in-law that was taken with fever, all of this has caused these people to follow him to the place that he's at the lake trying to teach them and they're surrounding him to a point that he, I can imagine he's almost backing up um, into the lake because the Bible says you can read it in verse 1 that this push had turned into a press Because the people were pressing on him. These people's appetite for what Jesus had for them caused them to be a little aggressive. Uh, when you get hungry for something you will go after it yeah. oh when you really get hungry when your appetite get unleashed yeah. for your dreams and for your destiny and for what God has called you to do yeah. or you start getting in a place where somebody finally is respecting you and feeding you yeah. and acknowledging you yeah. and honoring all that's in you and something about that type of atmosphere an atmosphere of collaboration an atmosphere of mutual respect I don't know about you you. But I graduated some years ago. That I don't do environments where there is not mutual respect. I don't even do them at all. Come on, somebody. No, 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 no. I don't do them. I don't do them at all. Not only am I respecting you, but you're respecting me. Come on, this thing got to be mutual. Come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all play around with it. Being environments where they're the only one respected. They're the only one. Amen. Recognized. They're the only one appreciated. No, 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 no. If you're gonna get to destiny you got to get in an atmosphere that has an appetite of respect and hunger and collaboration where people enjoy feeding one another um, um, promoting one another come on somebody we can't have atmosphere where everybody fighting and comparing each other that we don't celebrate our brothers and our sisters I want you oh, I got to push here I would not even settle for it I'm a pastor and I wouldn't want you to be in an environment where everybody celebrate me come on somebody and you ain't never celebrated. I might as well tell y'all the secret uh, as far as uh, uh, the month of October I don't want to be celebrated me and pastor Robin by ourselves I might as well tell you since I'm here I'm, I don't want to be celebrated during the month of October for leaders in appreciation month like I'm the only person leading in this church this church is not successful just because pastor and Rob and I are leaders I respect come on keep on getting testimony said keep on giving I thank you hallelujah keep on bless me i get I, I thank you but we're not the only One's is my point. Is what I'm trying to say. There are other people that make this church go. There are other people who have an appetite for what God has given us in this church. Come on, and I don't want to be the only one celebrated in the month of October because it's not true that only two people cause this church to prosper. I dare you to high five somebody. And say I help this church grow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you ain't saying nothing. You ain't saying nothing. So I don't want to be the only one. I need an atmosphere where there is mutual, there is a supply and a pour one to another. This is the type of environment, everybody say environment. This is the type of environment that Peter doesn't even know he has stepped into. He doesn't know he stepped into an atmosphere that's charged with breakthrough. Because hungry people are on the scene You don't have an idea They are washing their nets They are finished for the day And they have caught nothing Everybody say nothing, nothing. They have caught nothing But they can, but, but something else is on the horizon Because of the atmosphere they are in It goes to show you That you can be at your worst But if you're in the right environment oh, You can be going through a decline but you're at the if you're in the right environment you could be going through bankruptcy but if you stay in the right environment come on somebody you could be going through a hard time but if you stay in the right environment peter is actually quitting in a charged environment he's quitting he's quitting he's quitting he's quitting for the day uh, he's quitting for the day because he has toiled all night long and caught nothing. I don't want us to take tiredness lightly. While tiredness is common. Tell your neighbor we all get tired. Yeah, it's common. It's common upon, man, everyone gets tired. But don't take tiredness lightly. Because tiredness can be one of the most dangerous and riskiest moments of your life. When people are sometimes tired, they give up on things that's gonna work in a few days. When people are sometimes, don't tell your neighbor, be careful not to get too tired. Come on somebody, you don't know nothing about that. I got most of my spankings as a little child when I was tired when I was tired I didn't know when I was tired I got into trouble when I was tired my parents didn't know what to do with me and I got most of the share of my spankings as a little child when I was tired cause somebody needed to put me down and give me some rest I want you to understand this is a dangerous time right here uh, when people are tired I said it last week but it's worth saying it again I'm trying to teach sensitivity towards other people's situations I'm trying to teach a little bit of sensitivity and sometimes you ought to be sensitive just because you've never been with are going through and sometimes because you've never been there that's a good opportunity to be sensitive because sometimes we're only sensitive if we've been there right because i've been there i know what it feels like but there's sometimes people going through things you've never been through and because you've never been through it i'm gonna say it you ought to be quiet Especially if you ain't got nothing good to say, if you you start off your sentences with I don't understand and I don't understand, conclude that you don't understand! rather than going on a rampage of words that you don't have no idea the pain that they're going through if you don't understand I can't understand but when people get tired sometimes they give up on things that God has ordained for them to have they'll give up on a God ordained marriage a God ordained job a God ordained relationship just because they are tired so while tiredness is coming it can be be very risky be careful not to get too tired the Bible shows us in first King 17 chapter is a story of a woman who got tired God in his sovereignty in first King 17 through the Prophet had shut up the heavens and the prophet he told the prophet I'm going to feed you through the ravens and I'm going to take care of you and then God has the nerve to say I'm I have ordained a woman to sustain thee it's the woman the widow of zarephath zarephath this woman in first kings 17 write it down you can read it a little bit later this woman god has ordained Her to sustain his man of God, but the truth of the matter is, when you read the text, she's tired oh she's tired oh she's tired the Bible helps us to understand what she's going through she's a widow and it's just her and her son but here comes the prophet with the word of the Lord to tell her that she is supposed to sustain him oh my God are you thinking about Lord help me you thinking about what you lost but you're not thinking about what you got left and sometimes that's how the devil gets you when you're tired he makes you think about what you lost and he don't let you think about what you got left. And this woman is tired, and here comes the prophet saying, give me a little of oil. Give me something to eat. And she said, sir, you don't even understand. I'm tired. I'm out here picking up some sticks. gathering some wood because I'm about to go make a fire and I'm about to take my little bit of flour and a of oil, and I'm about to make my last meal because she actually tells the prophet, I'm about to eat and die she said I'm so tired I don't lost my husband there's a famine in the land cuz you don't shut up heavens and I'm dealing here trying to figure out here how me and my son gonna make it can I pause thank you Holy Ghost to talk to single parents for a minute people who are actually it is not always women but for the most part it is it ain't always women sometimes there are single parents who are men but for the most part it is and they've been trying to push these kids through school and the daddy ain't nowhere around. The daddy is gone about his business, ain't sending in no monies. Come on, somebody. And if I'm a man and you hear me talking about this and you know you ain't done well about your child support and you know you ain't done well about your kids, get on it. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on. I need every man to stand with me on that. Come on. We ain't that type of men that bring things into this world. And whether the mom and I never get along again, that child is mine. Come on, somebody. We ain't that type of men and that just walk away from our responsibilities, come on we don't whine about what we've been through we figure out how to make it happen come on somebody, and God will help us to do you, I ain't saying nothing in here, come on and God has something for these single women who said how I'm going to get through this, God's going to help you I know you're tired because you ain't heard from the rascal and he ain't did what he's supposed to do but God's going to help you, this woman is tired she's getting sick, she's going to make me some flour and we bout to die uh, we about to die we bout to just eat our last meal but God sends a prophet with a word <laughs> he gives her a word that let us, neither shall this of oil fail neither shall your barren your flour mill fail in other words God's about to multiply what you think you only got left and sometime when you're tired I got to say this when you're tired the key is holding on to what you got left because even when you're tired the devil will come for not what you lost but what you got left and there's times when you're tired you want to throw up your hands and say nothing Matters. I don't care about nothing. You can have it all. What is it worth living for? And the devil will come and take what you got left. And here is this woman at the place, this widow woman, about to give up in the midst of God about to give her a breakthrough tell your neighbor I feel like preaching tell your neighbor don't break down (laughs) breakthrough tell them don't break down don't break down break through there is a breaking but it's not down it's through there is a breaking but it's not going backwards it's coming out I'm telling you this woman is about to give up but the word of the Lord say the word of the Lord it's the same thing that happens here with Peter Peter is about to give up and he's about to he's tired he said ain't no sense of trying to fish again um, because I've caught nothing but at that moment Jesus steps on his boat I just want to give God praise for a little bit right now that when I was tired he talked to me I want to thank him that when I needed it most he gave me a dream or a vision somebody called me up when I was despondent you ain't gotta act like nobody never called you but there's been times I've been discouraged and my phone rang and it was just the call I needed it was just the encouragement I needed to make it sometime through that day y'all hear what I'm saying and here is Peter tired but Jesus steps on his boat and gives him an invitation I don't want to take it lightly that Jesus will step on your boat when you are tired he asked Peter he said Peter will you thrust out a little from the land uh, so I can teach from your boat I want you to understand this while Jesus is teaching the people from the boat what what Jesus is actually giving Peter is a recoup period mm-hmm. a recoup period I got to get you to see it Jesus has stepped on the boat and he says thrust out a little bit from the shore but at that moment, Peter's not fishing. Peter's not thinking about a catch. He's actually watching somebody else work their gift. Sometime when you're tired, what you need is a little bit of rest. A little bit of new scenery where you can drop back sometime and watch somebody else in their season watch somebody else do good the enemy will love to put you in isolation when you're tired the enemy will like you not to be around people when you're tired come on y'all I've been there too come on somebody when you really get tired you turn. Sh- people calling you to encourage you you turn the phone down Send them straight to voicemail don't act like you ain't ever been tired when you can get so tired you will even reject when God comes you will even reject when the word of the Lord comes you can be so bitter and frustrated about being tired you will look at the prophet and say don't even prophesy to me no more I'm tired of receiving prophetic words and it ain't going to seem like nothing is coming to pass but what Jesus does strategically for Peter he gives him rest tell somebody rest some of you what you need to get out of tiredness is all you need is a little bit of rest you need a moment where your mind is not focused on your stuff where you can look at somebody else and say man, I'm enjoying them being successful because Jesus is teaching people. He's flowing in the grace and I believe while Jesus is flowing in the grace, Peter is getting refueled yeah Peter is getting empowered. Peter is seeing uh, that that this thing can work. He's seeing that maybe this ain't the end of it all. Maybe there is hope after this. And sometimes some of you just need to get away. Say get away. Get away and see something that refreshes you. Get away and and see something that stirs you. Something that gives you uh, a new dream or give you inspiration. What we do when we're tired sometimes is we don't do anything but lay there and after you don't got a little bit of sleep you need to do something that gets your mind going again I got to slow down and preach you need to do something that gets your imaginations going again you need to do something that gets your inspirations going again and some of you need to get away sometimes all you need to do is walk on the beach you may can't complain I don't have no money see see what you think sometimes the enemy keeps talking to you about what you don't have but you gotta have a tank of gas Yes. Get your happy hips in that car and take yourself down to Panama City Beach. You ain't gotten enough money for the hotel, but you can pull on the side of the road because it's a public beach and you can walk and let the sand get between your toes. You can walk and let hear the sound of the waves crashing. And while you're walking, you could be praying, I feel the Holy Ghost. And while you're walking, you could be thinking. And just when you turn around, guess what? You look out over the ocean and you see a brand new horizon and you see things out there and the imagination starts to go in and you, got, you start to see potentially what you can do. There are times that the enemy don't want you to rest. He don't want you to see nothing about what you saw last night. The pain and depression. He don't want you to turn the page. He don't want you to get refreshed. But I feel a fresh refreshing on some of y'all. Some of y'all say, I, pass. I ain't got enough money to go to Panama. City Beach, take yourself to Warcala, go to Warcola River you get my point, stop complaining about what you can't do and figure out what you can do and find a way to stir yourself again oh, he tells Peter, let me get on your boat for a while all you got to do is stay on the boat I feel the Holy Ghost, you ain't got to jump ship, all you got to do is stay on the boat and there are times where that devil wants you to jump ship There are times in your marriage where the devil only wants you to see divorce. But if you can push out a little bit from the shore and let Jesus get on your boat, he'll cause you to see things differently. Uh, uh, You need rest. Everybody say you need rest. Uh, You need rest. You need to see something different. Get away from the noise and see something different. When your brook is dried up, you need to see something different. Yeah, need something different. The Bible says, uh, "Go to verse five for me." I think verse, verse four. Verse four. As he tells him to get from the land, he he left speaking unto Simon. He tells Simon, after he's away from the shore teaching everybody else, now he says to Simon, "Now I need you to launch out into the deep." I know that looked like one phrase, but I broke, I broke up the phrase into two different points. The first part is launch out, which means an expansion to go out. Uh, that's one of the things I want you to know in the season, God is expanding you. Yeah, he's expanding you. The launching out is to go out. It's expansion, but he said. But then he says, launch out into the deep. Uh, it means in this season, not only is God dealing with your width, He's dealing with your height, and He's dealing with your depth. What is God is taking you further than you ever imagine. You're about to go. This call, this call to launch out into deep, is going to take you further than you ever go. But it's also going to take you deeper uh, i want you to see it on both sides because real growth is not just horizontal right real growth I feel like preaching the gospel some of y'all know I am I feel like preaching the gospel real growth is not just horizontal it is also vertical and when you put a vertical axis uh, along with a horizontal axis you get the cross because there's no way y'all you get it you get the cross it takes us to places we never thought we could get to because of the cross and God said I'm taking you farther out than you ever been and I'm taking you deeper than you ever been he called calls them to launch out into the deep. I want to explain something that many times when God is calling you, tell your neighbor God's calling me, God is calling me. When God is calling us to something greater, something better, sometimes some of us only see it because they watch us running towards the things of God but I want you to know that many times when God is calling you it's during the, some of the worst times of your life I want to just say that I want to say that because we think God calls us when the seas are quiet we think God calls us when everything is cute and everything is fitting God will call you in a nightmare God will call you he'll speak to you when you have lost everything we think God speaks to us only when things are beautiful and that that's why we are sometimes guessing is this God is this God yes God I call you right when you think everything is going left and going crazy God will call you the truth of the matter when you see me running and I'm gonna show you when you see me running or God is calling me I'm often going through some of the greatest temptations of life temptations to quit temptations to hide temptations to not obey when God is calling you there's also something else chasing you oh you don't want to say well (laughs) Well, many times when god is calling you something else is chasing you i got some bible for you the bible says it was the time of war where kings go to war and even at the time when it was time to go to war david was being called into war but david i believe was Tired. And he said, "I'm not going to war this time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to chill." And he went out on the back porch of the balcony, and there it was—temptation. There it was, Bathsheba. What I'm telling you, many times when God is calling you, something else is chasing you. Oh, y'all ain't never been through nothing. Y'all ain't never had nothing where God was trying to call you out of something, but something was trying to grab you back. Here is David be going to war but at the moment he's probably trying to find rest can I pause to say be careful where you lay your head when you're tired can I can I pause to say be careful where you go when you want to be relaxed be careful who you hang with when you let down your guards can I preach a little bit even eagles don't unfold in front of everybody our ego is so majestic our eagle goes through a shedding period but what the eagle does It goes to the highest point of a mountain and when it goes up to the highest point of a mountain it takes its beak and it plucks out all its feathers it is necessary for it to have new growth but guess what chickens ain't up there guess what buzzers ain't up there and some of y'all unfold in front of the wrong people some of y'all get relaxed in front of the wrong people some of y'all get too common in front of the wrong people some of y'all get the laughing among the wrong people People. but what the no eagle does is go there and sheds and it's naked and it's in a place where it can be exposed but guess what only those with capacity can get up to that level and if you up there you understand what we're going through huh if you up there you understand what it's like to go through a shedding and to go through a season like this Ah, you understand because you you an eagle as well yeah. And the ego stays there until God puts the new birth on them. I'm trying to help y'all when you're tired. Because you're talking to the wrong people when you're tired. Come on, you got to be careful who you talk to. There are some people who talk you out of your breakthrough. Because it ain't worth it, bro, man, bro. Because I, I don't like to choose. see who I am. See why I don't go to church. I don't go to church. Because all church do is want your money. All they want to do, and they're speaking off of one experience. I'm from of Mount Nemo to Second Hill Baptist Church that hurt their heart and now they're telling you not to connect to church connect to a good church because they were hurt from a bad church come on somebody you better be careful who you talk to when you're tired and you're frustrated come on somebody because while you're trying to answer the call there's a chase happen on you tell somebody, I got to be careful I got to be careful I ain't finished yet, there. I'm telling you, when you are running towards the call of God, something is trying to get you. Uh, you don't understand. where well, the children of Israel are running for their lives, they go to they go. Moses goes to Pharaoh, and he says, "Let my people go. Let them that they may go worship." And for a quick second, the Pharaoh say, "Okay." And then they say, over the night, the Pharaoh think about, "What have I done? I just let go free labor. What?" have he said well all them plays were whipping me up so bad I was glad to let them go but they have a relapse and the Bible says that they send the chariots and the troops the people of Israel as they are running getting ready to cross the Red Sea what I'm trying to show you that many times when I'm running to God something is behind me chasing me (laughs) oh you don't understand (laughs) when God is calling me sometimes something is chasing me and I can see the children of Israel trying to get through the Red Sea and behind them here comes the pass oh you ain't trying to say something (laughs) behind them here come the Egyptians on the chariots and some of y'all while you're about to go to a new level here come that same old temptation and you wonder why your ex that you know you ain't supposed to be connected to not called you because in the spirit realm you're getting ready to go to a new level and so many times when you see me running you don't know if I'm running fast because of the call or the chase you don't know why I'm running in the direction of God because of what he's calling me to or what I'm running from (laughs) Uh, 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 because sometime when God is calling you to a new level trust me it ain't always gonna be easy temptation is calling you doubt is calling you quit is calling you but tell somebody keep on running keep on running yeah keep on running that's why I love the scripture that says Jesus says the sign that In the midst of transition, when he's getting ready to be betrayed, he says to Simon, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan desires to sift you and to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But then he says something so profound. He says, but, but, tell somebody I'm in a fight, but. He said, the devil is trying, but. I'm in the midst of a transition, but. I got some challenges going on, but he says the devil, he wants you bad. He's been trying to trip you up. He desires to sift you as wheat, but I pray for you. Can we stop demonizing? Can I pause here to say, can we stop demonizing people who the devil wants? Can we just stop that? Uh, Because if you tell the truth, the devil should want you too. And if you ain't never fighting the devil, then we need to talk. I'll be available at the church for a few minutes. We need to talk if the devil ain't never trying to tempt you we need to talk can we stop demonizing people in temptation can we stop demonizing people being challenged by God come on being challenged by the enemy can we stop demonizing people because the flesh has an agenda come on somebody we can't demonize people Jesus says the devil desires to sift you as wheat but he says but I pray for you come on somebody the only reason I'm still here in the midst of about to go to another level is because somebody prayed for me the only reason I'm getting ready to cross over into another transition of greatness I was about to quit but somebody prayed for me I was about to throw in the iron saying nothing but somebody prayed for me somebody counseled me somebody sat down with me when I was half crazy somebody talked to me when I couldn't talk myself out of it somebody loved on me when I didn't feel uh, he said, I prayed for you uh, that your faith will fail not. Can I say this? Uh, that many times when you're getting, getting ready for a new level, you can't base it on if you're going to have some falls. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I gotta preach here. I'm still stuck on what Jesus is about to tell Peter. I'm still stuck with what he's telling Peter. I'm stuck right there in that verse. Because many times in these moments we miss it. We think the getting over to the other side is about having no failures. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and it's not it's not it's not, it's not I will wish I would wish to say but it wouldn't be a true story that I'm here today because I had no failures no no I had no moment of disappointment no I have no points of disobedience I wish I didn't but it's not the true story it's not the true story and I thank God for the text here I thank God for the text here I'm mentioning from Luke 22 where Jesus says Peter Satan designed to sift you as wheat but I pray for you not that you wouldn't fall but that your faith wouldn't fail Oh, that you, not that you wouldn't fall oh, I got something to say to somebody who had a fall it ain't just about the fall it's about the faith oh, cause you could have a fall but after the fall do you still have the faith cause sometimes when people fall the problem is not just that they, they fail but they lost the faith and you it's possible to fall and get back on up you hear what I'm trying to say Jesus says to Peter in other words you're going but I pray for you that your fall don't make your mind quit you're going to be disappointed but I pray for you that when you're disappointed you keep on going you're going to have some let down but I pray in the moment when you feel broke, busted and disgusted that is the moment that you believe that God can do exceedingly, abundantly above all in that moment say in that moment, in that moment yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. cuz when you study the text right after Jesus said it you know I can't help it I love the Bible right after Jesus said this to Peter Peter fell. Yeah. right after it makes me understand that Jesus is not afraid of your fall it makes you understand because if he was afraid of your fall He would not allow himself to prophesy and declare to Peter. That you about to lose this one battle but I pray that your faith don't fail because right after this is when the cock rolled three times and here is Peter read your Bible they came to Peter and said Peter do you know Jesus and Peter wanted to make sure they knew he didn't know him the Bible said Peter cussed yes it did and he said he cussed in other words I'm going to make sure you don't know him blankety blank I don't know him I don't know that oh no you don't know him you don't know him aren't you one of the ones that was with him (laughs) blankety-blank I don't they say no he don't know him he don't know him Uh, but that ain't tell somebody but that's not the end of the story God come on somebody I got to get somebody out of the season of temptation I got you got the season to quit the season to throw in the towel Here it is in the midst of what Peter is going through. Wow. Now Jesus says to Peter, He says, I need you to go ahead and let down your net for a drought. So it's one thing to go launch out into the deep. Let me slow down. He said, let Me let down the deep. That's only one part. Yeah. Yeah. You can get out there and do nothing. Right. Yeah. He said, but when you get down there, let down your net for a catch and then Peter says the thing that changes everything he says nevertheless and this is the catalyst for breakthrough uh, this is the catalyst the reason you're sitting here before me today is not because you ain't had no bad news ain't because you ain't had no struggles the reason you're here today is because you had a nevertheless the reason you're here today ain't because somebody didn't break your heart It ain't here because you were not treated cruelly it ain't because somebody didn't cuss you out and call you everything but a child of God, and you ain't here today because you ain't had no letdowns and disappointments. You are here today because deep down you had a nevertheless. You had something in you that kept you pushing. You had something in you that kept you going. And at this point, tells why all I need is a nevertheless. Peter has a nevertheless. In other words, your yes, Lord, is an escape. Your ability to say yes when you're under pressure you ability to say yes when you don't know what to do. It ain't the fact that everything was going right. I knew how to say yes. And my yes rescued me. My yes broke me out of the pain I was in. My yes took me into a new level. Tell somebody, your yes gonna carry you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, your yes, your yes is an escape. <sighs> He said, "Nevertheless, he was, 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 was at your word. It was the nevertheless. It was that nevertheless that became an escape. I, I had to begin to decode this word, nevertheless. If this nevertheless is so powerful, what is it? Nevertheless actually means always the more. Tell somebody, nevertheless means always the more." You catch it in the moment. You catch it in a moment. If you can say nevertheless, you're actually saying always the more. If I'm going through letdown, always the more. If I'm going through bankruptcy, always the more. If I'm going through a, se- a season of subtraction, always the more see when you start to trust God going yeah, gonna catch you. when you start to trust God in the midst of what you're going through your nevertheless means always the more what I'm trying to say if you can obey now always the more even if you're going through right now the Bible says one of my favorite scriptures of this season is though that sow in tears shall reap in joy come on somebody I'm not talking about sowing when I'm feeling good I'm talking about sowing when I'm not feeling good. If you can sow in tears, you can reap in joy. Tell somebody, nevertheless, Peter says, nevertheless, have thy word, I will let down my net. That word net, I just called it, my net means my never ending trust. (laughs) If I can let down my net for God, if I can let down my net for God, if I can just trust him now, if you can just trust him, say, can you trust him now? I know you trust them then, but can't you trust them now? You know, if you can let down your net. One of the things that happened here, and I'm about done here. One thing that happened here is many of us forsake our nets. And we don't understand our net worth. We don't understand our net worth. Because somebody has told us our nets are not worth anything. Your nets is your skills and your abilities, your talents, your gifts, and your grace. It's the thing that God is giving you to work, to give you for life and the prosperity. And what people and things try to do is to get you to forsake your net. The temptation of Peter here is Peter, don't use your net anymore. Because if you keep trying to use your net, even if you have to mend your net, even if you have to mend your net, some things that anyone said, don't love again. Don't you start loving again? Somebody broke your heart. Don't love again. Don't don't trust again. Come on, somebody. Come on. I've been through. I've been through seasons in church, and I like to talk about church hurt for a season. For a second, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody. I've been through a time where I was hurt by a spiritual leader I was hurt by how they did me and by what they said to me and I decided because of that I was never going to let down my guard in a good authentic relationship with another man or woman of God and I remember what it was like in that season come on of trying to live my life without the things God created for me because God actually wanted wanted me to be in authentic good relationships with other men and women of God but because of what happened in that relationship I decided I was never going to trust anybody again I decided I was never going to share with anybody again I decided I wasn't going to ever sacrifice for nobody again all these guards I put up in my life and that thing was hindering the gift that was in me I'm telling you some of you got a net but it may be damaged but it can be healed it may be broken but it can be mended and sometimes you have to take your net your heart and bring and get that thing to a place where it gets recovered again so you can start sowing again start serving again start sharing again come on somebody and this time sometimes you'll find yourself a little more wiser sometimes the second time around come on i admit i'm a little more wiser than i was in the previous relationships i had come on that's why i get that thing from about mutual respect come on so when i met my bishop bishop McLaughlin, the first conversation I had is, I'm looking for a cover, and I've been praying about praying about it, and I believe that you are the one, hey, amen, but I told him what I'm looking for is mutual respect, I got an anointing on my life, see, you can't be respected when you don't know who you are and I, and I told him who I was, see, too many of us are getting in circles where people have to tell you who you are, when are you going to introduce your own self and tell them who you are you ain't saying what I'm saying, I call Him on the phone and I told him I'm anointed and I got a good that ain't arrogant Jesus grabbed the Bible and Jesus says for I am anointed to preach the gospel to Jesus said that I told him I said Bishop I'm anointed I'm called of God But I need to be in a relationship with with other men and women of God so I am balanced. So I'm not calling you because I don't know who I am. I'm calling you because I know who I am. And I'm looking for a relationship of mutual respect. Come on, somebody. Not because I just sold to you. You're going to sold to me too. (laughs) You ain't still playing around with that. Y'all playing around with that. Hallelujah. That's what I told him on the phone. And I knew it was a great relationship because he said, boy, you crazy. And he said, he said, boy, you crazy. I like you and I say yeah I'm going to be this way till Jesus come hallelujah and our relationship is just good because I understand mutual respect I don't know who I'm talking to you're expecting to go places in relationships where there is not mutual respect come on I didn't say this, that you have to give the same thing every person may have their portion to give that ain't what I'm talking about I'm talking. I'm not talking about equal poor now, I'm not talking about equal giving but I'm talking about they give and I give they give what they have, and I give what I have. You understand what I'm saying? But and see, the first thing you got to get to get to this net this, this next level, you got to know your net worth. I'm, I'm, I'm getting here, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm go, you got to get to your net worth. Your net worth. Your net worth. Come on, your net worth. What is your net worth? What is your net worth? Yeah. You got to start putting a value on your net. You gotta start putting a value on your net. Yeah who you are your gift and your ability I believe for Peter to say nevertheless and to go back into the deep he had to value his net in other words I knew this net worked for me before I knew God has called me I knew there was prophecy on my life I know what God is working through me I may not be there yet but I'm in motion come on I may be a diamond in the rough but I'm a diamond sure enough come on God is working through me you got to know your net worth I'm almost done here. Then the next part, if you're going to have this next level, you got to begin to move into network. Can I read the scripture here? Can I read the scripture? Let's go to verse 6. Let's go to verse 6. Come on, let's go. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and the net break. Keep going in the net break. I want to read. And they beckoned until their partners, which were in the other ship, and th- that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. Here it is. You've got to move into network. Work. Who are you working with with your net? Come out of isolation. Who are your partners? Who are the people that help you be your best? Who is your prayer partners? Who are your friends? Who are the people you are in confident relationship with that help you? Keep producing what you produce. Come on, somebody, because you know your net worth. Now you got to make sure you got a network. Y'all gonna help me? Uh, who's your network? Who are your suppliers? Come on, who are your? If you run a business, who are your suppliers so that you have the pieces you need to build your products? So you can be. Who are your suppliers? If you're gonna go into this next level of anointing, you got to identify your. Networks, who are the people that God has called you to partner with? Look here, when the net break—that's the last one—but I might as well talk about it. They—they they begin to sink, but what keeps them from sinking is network. Right. That's right. Is network, network take up what's too heavy for you, and God is about to bring us into the net breaking anointing. But it first happens in net worth, and it happens in network. See, network was already in place when the net break. That's right. God is about to give us some net breaking anointing. I believe there's a net breaking, meaning there's going to be overflow. There's going to be overflow but you can quit talking about overflow if you ain't got a network if God's gonna bless you and that's the last place it's going to go if God's blessings stop with you you are not ready for the overflow if God bless you and your family don't prosper it ain't no sense that you get no overflow you don't need no overflow overflow is when it overflows and gets on other people come on And, and so this 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 network See, all right here it is network being your net then you gotta when i say network you also have to work your net yes. network is about working the net that you have along with the people that god has sent it to you around i'm teaching more y'all see i don't shift the gears i got to get you because i got to get you to be a little more intentional about where god is taking you this is about intentionality just say, see we we've we been on faith on steroids but the Bible says, "Faith without works, That's it. That's it. Yeah. belief without works is dead." Right, and so you got to start identify who's in your network. Yes, sir. Who are the people who help me be who I need to be? No. When you do network, you also identify network. You also start identifying people who don't belong close to you. Yes, I got to say this uh-huh. because I want to empower people who are still afraid to be your full self. Because now you allow people in your space Who don't have no contribution And don't have no supply And some of y'all don't believe that You allow people Now it's okay for people to be in your life for a season And they don't have much to contribute But it's intentional It means I'm also watching your tree And see if some fruit gonna be on that tree And if you've been close to my life for a little bit And you ain't buried no fruit yet Know what that means? That means when I'm tired You can't feed me that means when i get into a tough situation i can't get nothing from you because you don't produce see i'm not okay with being close to unproductive and unfruitful people not close not close not close Mm -mm, not close i know they exist but not close and and you gotta start i gotta preach i gotta feel it so bad i gotta get you out of feeling guilty that both of y'all are broke some of y'all stay in unfruitful stuff because both of y'all are broke. You got to stop feeling guilty that they broke, and you got to stop being responsible for your brokenness. Because as long as you're feeling guilty for they broke how broke they are, you say we both broke. We we both don't want nothing. We both ain't going nowhere. We both ain't doing nothing. We both pitiful. Because you start sharing in they, what they're going through. Sooner or later, you got you to say, I'm not sure what you want to do, but I decided I don't want to be this way no more. Right. Right. And they may be sitting like, uh, huh, um, I'm not sure. Well, I have decided what I want to be and what I want to do. I'm telling you, there's some people's decisions about who you're going to be are wrapped up in somebody else's vote for you. Come on, and you have decided that what you're going to be based on what they say or not. And your life is on hold, waiting for agreement for them to be great. Waiting for them to be, be full of faith. And some of y'all got to detach yourselves from those type of close relationships. These people exist. I'm trying to say it clearly. They exist. I understand. But they can't be the one that's close in your circle. Say network. And the last one really is net break. It's the result of net worth and network. I'm about done here. This is what I want to preach. I wanted to talk in the spirit of graduation. Network, net worth, network brings net breaking. You stand, I'm just gonna pray. I already preached and prayed and prophesied. Stand on your feet. There's net breaking anointing coming on our lives. Net breaking. And this net breaking anointing, it transformed the way Peter even thought about his destiny. When this net broke, Peter said, What kind of man is this? The holiness of God. How can this holy God take from me an ordinary fisherman? Now i been, I can imagine Peter said, I've been fishing all the time. I, I'm a master fisherman. I'm a businessman. I got partners in my business. But here's a man who can tell me how to fish, when to fish, and where the fish are. It's at that moment where Peter is saying, Man. Whatever you got for me is greater than what just happened in my life. The supernatural experience of what happened to Peter. Peter was like, listen. I'm not, the Bible says that he actually forsook all. Now this is the greatest revelation of this whole part. I've said this a few weeks ago. I don't keep saying it again. I've been season repeating strong principles. Peter says, I'm addicted more to you than the blessing that you brought into my life. The net break, he had more fish than he ever cons- ever had. Matter of fact, I would just say he went into a millionaire business. I mean, his net break. Sink was beginning to shift. Can you imagine how much fish he had in? Sink ship. beginning to shift. Offer, of, off, everybody say one word. Say one word. word. Offer of, off of one word. His word. His one word. His one word. I said one word. One word that he obeyed. Sunk his ship. Broke his neck. Peter said, said, I'm so overwhelmed by the glory how how you can take me out of nothingness. I mean, you just called me into this. Here I am walking, I'm about to quit and you pulled me into a whole other place of destiny. Whole other place of destiny purpose to the point that he's like, God, he said he forsook all and followed you. Thank you again, my friend, for listening to our radio broadcast of Truth Gathers Dream Center Church. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And every time we hear his word, we're able to grow thereby. My friend, I also want to invite you to our service. Maybe you have a free Sunday coming up real soon. We'd love to see you at 1317 High Road here in Tallahassee. Truth gathers dreams in a church. God bless you until the next time right here on Wave 94.